After Dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? So welcome to another episode of After Dark with Mark. Today I received Kali Rodriguez. I pronounce that properly, right? Rodriguez. Yes, excellent, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's probably like the fact that uh, I've been surrounded with a lot of Hispanic people and uh, that my daughter speaks Spanish. But uh, thank you for, for doing this. I'm happy to have you on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all about serving, so I hope I hold the image that I add value for your audience today. That's awesome. So you from Texas, but you're now living in Canada. How does that happen? Uh, that happens with one word. It's called a decision. <laughs> That's where it happens. Um, I grew up in Texas my entire life and uh, lived in Dallas growing up and then Austin for 25 years and got married there. My husband's from Houston, but he was also in Austin for 11 years. And um, we were involved with the network marketing business and that network marketing company expanded into Canada, first province was Alberta. And so we basically made an instant decision right on the spot at the time of the announcement to, uh, to move our life and take advantage. Actually, normally it's the other way around. Like people from Alberta, they're saying like, nah, 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 do not want to have to do anything with like, you know, going to Canada. Uh, and because like there's so much snow, there's so much like cold, and people will go from Alberta and they're going to go to Texas. But now you did the other way around. So how are you doing with, with the winter? You know, I have to be really honest. It was, it's not that bad. Calgary has a lot of sunshine. Calgary is actually one of the sunniest cities in North America. I found out after we moved here, which is great because I love the sun. And we get almost as much sun as Miami. And even when it's snowing and even when it's cold, the sun is shining a lot of times. It's beautiful. There's also something here called Chinook winds that blow in and raise the temperature by 25 to 30 degrees. And so on the physical end of things, uh, it's actually not as bad as I expected. And I'm typically a, a very positive half glass full kind of person. But my only experience of Canada in the winter is when I go to Toronto for my trainings with Bob Proctor. And it's been pretty uh, ugly. That's brutal. <laughs> brutal. Brutal, brutal blizzards a couple of the times that I've been. And so that was my only frame of reference. I actually expected it to be more like that. So I was pleasantly surprised by how, how nice it is here, even when it is cold and snowing. Um, and overall, you know, I'm, I just feel like your outlook and your perspective on things is what makes things good or bad. It just is. <laughs> so that um, is very true. Now yes. you said like the Chinook, uh, the Chinook is a wind like for the for the audience right now has no clue what we're talking about. It's a wind yes. which is coming from um, the mountains and it just, it just dropped and it changed totally the air. So one day it could be like 10 degrees and the next day it's minus 25 or vice versa. So it's a very weird experience when, uh, when you're experiencing that. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And some people actually get um, Chinook headaches where the change in the temperature is so drastic that, you know, it affects them physically. They have headaches. 
and things like that. I've not experienced any of that myself, which I'm grateful for, but it does create a lot of fluctuation in the weather. Um, you never really know what the temperature is going to be. Everybody here says layer because it could change in five or 10 minutes um, and fluctuate drastically throughout the course of a day. And so uh, it is, it does change it drastically and it has to do with where Calgary is positioned right at the, the foothills of the Canadian Rocky Mountains and the formation comes from the west as well as, uh, you know, from the ocean on the west as well as from the east and, and meets there and, and brings up the temperature. Now you said as well that you are involved in network marketing and you know that when you said that there's, there's two schools of thoughts into this, either like you like the devil You know, like, how could you and don't sell me your stuff? Or, like, this is a very, uh, a very good opportunity. And I know the millennials have been embracing this, this way of living because it, it is a little bit of a laptop lifestyle, you know, Wi-Fi lifestyle, which more and more young entrepreneurs are looking at this as, as a way of living because they're sick and tired, uh, sick and tired of corporate Uh, world and in having a boss and all those things and that's the idea behind network marketing yeah absolutely there's definitely i think two schools of thought i think there's a much older paradigm if you will um from years and years ago and i think that's one of the reasons that the younger generation the millennials are embracing it so much is because they didn't they were you know so young that that paradigm didn't really have an opportunity to, to be planted and take root Now, if you go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, which is actually when my first exposure to network marketing was, I was in my early 20s. My mom was very successful with the company. And, you know, at the time, I didn't know anything about it. So I embraced it. My mom was doing very well. I was going to all these trainings, started, it was actually my first um, awareness of personal development and where personal development was. Started hearing quotes in these trainings, like, you know, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And, you know, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And even though I didn't stick with network marketing um, at that young age, didn't go so well for me. And I reverted to a corporate career where I worked for 13 years in corporate America before stepping out into full entrepreneurship with my success coaching business um, and also doing network marketing as a part-time opportunity. Um, but during that time, there's very much an unfortunate paradigm that was created in the in the masses about network marketing what it was because there were so many people who got involved saw the dream saw that laptop lifestyle that you're talking about that it does offer but they didn't have the skills and they didn't have the mindset and they went out and they did it all wrong and frankly they pissed a lot of people off and they pushed a lot of people away and they burned a lot of bridges because they didn't have the right skills And it turned people off. And unfortunately, that happened enough that there was you know, quite, a, quite a stigma associated with it for a long time. And so you've got this one school of, of thought, this one paradigm that it's awful and stay away from me and you're just going to try and sell me and recruit me. And then you've got this whole other emerging awareness about it that it really can provide a type of lifestyle of, fin of financial and time freedom So you can do things in life that you're passionate about. Um, I think it all comes down to awareness, Mark, and understanding. People tend to reject what they don't understand. 
Um, and I, I feel the same thing in, in my full-time success coaching business as well. If people don't really understand it, they tend to reject it. And if you can create that awareness and people will be open to understanding it, then they can begin to see the benefits and what it really does have to offer. Now, you mentioned the word paradigm and you probably, mm -hmm. um, you lost a lot of people there and then they just sure. lost everything you just said. So I would like first that you, you are talking about what is, what is this word paradigm? Because we see if you're going to uh, social media, there's a lot of coaches which are using this word, but I'm not sure if it's really well explained or it's really well understood. So I really would like that you develop a little bit on this word paradigm and what it really does. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely can do that. And sorry for throwing it out. I said, if you will, <laughs> um, you know, what, what a paradigm really is on an individual level is it's not to get too technical. It's, it's a multitude of habits that start in a section of our subconscious mind. And basically without getting too technical, it controls all of our habitual thinking. It controls our perception. It controls our beliefs. It controls the way that we see the world. Um, essentially what it is, it's our mental programming, if you will. And this mental programming is essentially passed down to us from our environment how we grew up, the, the people that we were around, media, TV, you know, all of the information that's coming to us that, that we accept and allow in forms the way that we think and how we perceive people, situations, the beliefs that we have. And so these paradigms, if you will, can be on an individual level in the way each person and individual thinks, but they can also be on a group level in the way a culture or a mass of people think as well. So there's this so, individual mindset as well as a, as a masses mindset. So it would go like the people in Texas are such and such. For example, I've met a lot of people from Austin and Austin seems to be a very cool city where it's very progressive. It's very liberal type of city versus if you go to, to Houston, which is a little bit more, um, what would be the word, uh, more, more square. I would, that's the word that it comes to mind, but I don't think that's the right word, but they're more um, traditional, they're more, uh, and, and that is what you would consider as a group paradigm. Is that correct? Yes, it definitely can be. Absolutely. It can be the culture of a particular, like a family can have a culture, a city or a state can have a culture, certain organizations can have cultures. And really what that culture is, is it's a, a large a group paradigm, if you will. And so you're right, Austin is a much more liberal, relaxed, progressive type of city. There's a lot of entrepreneurship there. It's the live music capital of the world, lots of outdoor activity. And Houston, both Houston and Dallas are definitely more conservative, um, much more. That's the word. That's the word I was yes. looking for, conservative. Uh -huh. Yes, more conservative, more traditional, like you said, um, definitely. And so you experience and you, and you feel that difference when you, when you visit and experience the, the, the different places. So for you, like right now, moving from, uh, from Austin to Calgary because Calgary is a little bit conservative as well. Like in Canada, it's like, that's, that's the province, which is the most conservative in the country. 
So uh, are you feeling uh, this conservative feel uh, based on your experience now? You're living in Canada for about a year. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Just a little bit over a year, as a matter of fact. Um, a little bit, I feel it, but I find that, that Calgary has quite a bit of entrepreneurship and, and new ideas here. It's very similar to Houston in the respect of the industries, because there's a lot of oil and gas here, which is also very similar to Houston. But I think because it's not quite as large a city as maybe Toronto or Vancouver, um, that it still has a little bit of of that progressive feel to me. Um, the industries are definitely more conservative oil and gas, and there's some cattle and some farming and ranching here, which is also similar <laughs> as a matter of fact to Texas and Houston. They say that Houston and Calgary are actually sister cities as far as industry goes. And, um, but overall, I, maybe it's because of, of who I've just met since I've been here. It still, it still has a, a great feel to it to me. I really, I really like the city. Awesome. Now, I want you to talk a little bit about network marketing because to me, I think it's totally a misunderstood uh, business opportunity. I believe that people are prejudging it even before considering it and finding what they could do. And right now, I want everybody to really understand that I am part of no network marketing whatsoever, but I am really for this industry because it is i believe that it is a such a great opportunity for someone which is an entrepreneur that do not have any experience because normally there's a blueprint that comes with the, the opportunity so if you are going with xyz type of company you would have a blueprint they tell you exactly what to do how to do it and if you are following this the script you will succeed there's there's no doubt about it because if you follow the blueprint, it's going to reproduce the results for you. But most of the people are misunderstanding it. And as you mentioned, I've been pushing away people and I've been cutting the bridges because someone said, I'm not interested. And now all of a sudden they, they're starting having maybe a bad feel or a bad taste in their mouth and they're not really giving it a, a fair shot. So I really would like you to to explain like what is the main thing that a person needs to look into when they go into network marketing? Uh, there's a couple of things that a person would want to look into when they're going into network marketing. And I think one of them is, can they be passionate about the product or service? I think that's really important because you know, you're not going to quote unquote sell or share whatever the word is that you want to use there. You're not going to share a product or service that you're not excited about, you know, that you can't get jazzed up about and be inspired to go out and, and share whatever the, the benefits or the message or what that, what that has to offer. So would I you say that, that this is, would you say that that's the place that everybody's failing is they starting and they, they just looking at the dollar sign and then they're not, they're not taking, uh, they're not choosing the pro the, the right product to be representing? You know, I think that's possible, but I think for a lot of people, if they're seeing network marketing for the first time, if they've never been exposed to it and they're seeing, let's say an opportunity presentation, whether it's a video or they go to a meeting in a hotel or someone's house, you know, perhaps they're not only seeing this, this company or this product or service for the first time, but they might actually be 
see network marketing as a, as a profession for the first time. And it's very possible what happens for a lot of people is that that is what they see in the beginning is that they see the dollars, they see the opportunity, they see the possibility to have a residual income. And so they jump in, right? And there's not actually any evaluation of the product or the service, but there are a lot of people who go to one of those presentations and they say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do this business right now, but I like the idea of what this product can do for me. They start using the products or the service and they have fantastic results or they're really pleased with it. And then they think, you know what, I can share this with people. And then they come on board with the business. And those people, I think, tend to be fairly successful um, because they've had experience with the product or service and they really like it. But I also think evaluating the company is extremely important. There are thousands and thousands of network marketing businesses out there. Yeah, it seems that there's one new one every single day that's growing. (laughs) There is, as a matter of fact, because word of mouth marketing is by far the most powerful form of marketing that there is. I mean, it's proven to be that way. Um, I could go into the statistics of, you know, Google and Facebook and all of these companies who grew by word of mouth marketing before they ever did a single advertisement. You know, it's a very, very powerful and and known to be successful form of marketing. So all kinds of people go, oh, yeah, I would love to sell. I'm going to sell my product through network marketing. Um, So that does happen. But I think one of the things people want to look for is they want to look at the stability and the leadership of the company. Um, and who's running it at the helm, leadership filters down from the top. And the culture, you know, we kind of mentioned, touched on paradigm <laughs> before a minute ago, the culture and the leadership of the company is going to, you know, dictate the type of people that that company attracts. You want to look at the leadership that you're joining and evaluate them. Um, are they a part of the direct seller's um, code of ethics? There's a direct selling association that that has a a code of ethics that governs network marketing businesses. And I think it's important in your evaluation to see whether or not they're a part of that. So there's a lot of different factors involved. A lot of people see it, they see the opportunity and they jump right in and they take off with it. And so, you know, there's something to be said for that too, with going with your heart, making a committed decision and going after it. Now I've seen some companies and it's, it's, it's really interesting because if you look, if you are following businesses, you're going to see that companies are getting sued all the time. Uh, left, right, center, in, and it doesn't matter what type of market they are in. But it seems when a network marketing company is getting sued, everybody knows about it. So is that, again, this idea of the paradigm that this industry is so misunderstood that the, the word is spreading faster? Because it seems as well that even inside network marketing, they're using this, uh, oh, you see that company, it was no good because it's getting sued now. Yeah, that's a great question and, and a really interesting observation. I don't know if it's because the word is spreading faster, but I do think that some of it stems from that mindset Um, You know, a lot of people will get started with network marketing, they see a vision, they have a dream, they jump in, and they don't either a follow the proven system that the company offers. Um, And I do a lot of training for network marketing, in addition to my full time success coaching business. And one of the things that I always tell people is that there's definitely a skill set 
that you need to learn because it's a very unique industry. Rather, it's a very unique profession, should I say. So there's definitely a skill set that's associated with being a successful professional network marketer, just like there's going to be a skill set associated with any, any business. There's going to be a learning curve and many, many hours to get to mastery. Um, but there's also a very definite mindset that's associated with being successful in network marketing. And, there and are that's, some- where, that's where your, your, boat, your boat career are a perfect combination because not only you're helping the people to having the skill set, which I want to come back into that later on, but you help them into the mindset because without the mind, you're not going to create the proper action and you're not going to have the same, the, the, the right intention behind your actions. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's critical. And uh, you know, I can share from my own experience because the company that I'm with, I got started with prior to becoming a success and transformation coach. That's actually what led me to, to working with Bob Proctor um, because I started the business with high hopes and, and dreams. And I was, once I realized I was doing everything wrong, you know, they say if you do it wrong enough, long enough, you'll succeed. <laughs> I realized for, I was doing everything wrong and I wasn't having success. And I was looking at these other people who were promoting and I came from a, a, what I consider to be a fairly successful background. My corporate career, my last title was global sales manager. I handled national and international distribution for my division of my company. Over the years, I handled millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of, worth of sales and, and inventory and and so I had this, this frame of reference, but I wasn't having any success in network marketing and I didn't really understand it. And so I started learning the skills. I said, I either need to learn to do this the right way or I just need to get out. And so I started learning the skills, but even when I learned the skills and I was doing it right, I still wasn't having the level of success that I wanted to. And so that was when the personal development and the mindset part of it came in. I just really immersed myself in everything that they were telling us to read and the books and the audios. My husband and I both were going to seminar events together to develop mindsets of millionaire and everything that we could get our hands on. And it actually wasn't until the, the work that I, the material that I learned from Bob Proctor that really created the shift for, for me personally and, and why I decided to pursue that as well. And so it is, it's absolutely critical that you have both the skill set and the mindset for mastery. Now that doesn't mean that somebody can't be successful starting off, but at some point they're going to plateau. But how, how do you explain that, that someone which is handling millions and millions and millions of dollars into a, a corporate world and having a good income, having a good lifestyle that cannot bring this into a being an entrepreneur and have to experience all those fuck ups in order to start moving toward mm-hmm. really the lifestyle that they want and um, and the success that you want because you have to experience like those those you know those days where you just like maybe I should go back maybe I should go back to that corporate world and and I should just get a job because like I always try to bring to the attention of of the millennials or the audi- the audience right now that it's not going to happen from one day to the other one. It's not because that mom and dad are successful or that you've been successful in the past that when you're going as an entrepreneur that the success is going to come instantly. 
there is a process that needs to happen and there is a, a certain mindset that you need to have in order to succeed as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the biggest things for me was in the beginning, Mark, I couldn't explain it. It didn't make any sense to me. There was so much confusion there that it didn't make any sense to me. What was confusing? That I had had what I considered to be a fair amount of success. I was making almost, you know, six figures in my corporate job and had this title and all of this experience, but that I couldn't seem to get anybody to join me on my network marketing team. It didn't make any sense to me. I have speaking skills. I have presentation skills. You know, they wanted to put me in front of the room to do the business presentation because that was totally in my wheelhouse, but yet I wasn't experiencing financial success and growth on my team. And, and I had all these people telling me, you're going to be so great at this. Oh my gosh, you've got, you know, you've got this, you've got personality, you're friendly, you're outgoing, all the things that people think that you need and should have to be successful in network marketing. And I, and it just wasn't, the results weren't there. The results weren't there. And that's what didn't make, that's what didn't make sense to me. And it took a lot of introspection and it took a lot of retrospection to figure out what it was. And, you know, I always say the path that I was led on to, to study with Bob is what helped me figure it out. Because, you know, when I mentioned that I had been introduced to network marketing in my early 20s, my mom was very successful. Um, she had thousands and thousands of people on her team. She had some NFL football players on her team um, from the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She was on stage at the big conferences, you know, speaking about her success. I was in college at the time, uh, at, you know, around the age of a lot of the millennials now. And um, I was not as surrounded by a sphere of people that were really into having success. I was working in a restaurant in a burger joint, making my way through college. And I was hanging around with some people who didn't have a whole lot of goals. And I didn't have a lot of success, um, despite going to trainings and, and starting to learn. I didn't have a whole lot of success. And from that company, which actually didn't make it, uh, went under, you know, everybody moved to this other company. So I followed my mom and that my family to the next company. And then that one wasn't the one. So everybody went to this company. They were jumping from company to company, trying to find the next big thing. And I got frustrated and I got tired with going to my sphere of influence that I had, which wasn't huge at the time. This was long before my corporate career. Um, I got frustrated and I got tired of coming to somebody with a new something, you know, every three to six months. And I eventually just decided to stop. And then over the years, I would get, ex I would go to somebody's house for a party or I'd get introduced to a new opportunity. I would get excited about the opportunity again and I would start a business and I would talk to a few people and after a week or two, if it didn't go the way that I wanted, then I would just quit. And that's an unfortunate thing that happens to a lot of people in network marketing when they first get started. One of the trainers that I had from Texas, he had a great line that will always stick with me. He said, people get started in this business and, he's, and they say, I've talked to everybody I know and both of them said no. <laughs> right and and so you know they they get in the business people get in the business with a, a bit of a lottery mentality they think about these five people that if these five people just get in and these five people are going to blow it up for them and when those five people tell them no they're like oh this doesn't work 
And they, they walk away. They basically quit saying that network marketing doesn't work, <laughs> which is what I was actually doing each time over those years was like, oh, well, this is not it. This is not the one. This is not working. This is not working. Yeah, and the so, word they're using, they're a little bit more harsh than it's not working. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, this is bullshit <laughs> over and over again. And so, you know, what ended up happening for me, and this is kind of, it comes back again to that same word we were talking about before, which is paradigm, that over the years for me personally, I ended up developing, and I didn't even know it was there. I, I really didn't. It was just, it was hidden. It was like a blind spot for me that when I finally started with this company that I'm with now, years ago, I was still working in my corporate career, but I was so burned out. I was exhausted. I was completely stressed out. I was, you know, traveling all the time. I could barely get my suitcase unpacked before it was time to pack it again. And I just definitely, you know, didn't have the quality of life that I wanted. And so when I was introduced to this company, my immediate gut reaction was no way. Uh-uh, not again. Like, been there, done that, not going to do it. And I said no, and then I said no again. And because it was my family, because it was my sister, and she said we need to help build retirement for mom because both my parents are over 60 and still working, um, I, I, I was willing to continue to look and entertain the idea of it because even though I didn't feel like I could add anything else to my plate, I didn't have a lot of energy, and I didn't think I had a lot of time, I knew I wanted to help her. And so I went ahead and got started and through the personal development path and the retrospection, what I realized was that I had developed an internal mindset that network marketing doesn't work for me. And so even though I wanted the dream and I had this vision of what my life could be like if this worked, I was going out and talking to people with an underlying mindset that it doesn't work for me. I also had a huge fear of rejection. And I just wanted people to like me. Like my whole life, I was not a leader. I was a follower. And that's something that I only recognize in retrospect as well. And so it's been through this personal development path and learning about myself and understanding me that I can look back and go, well, this is why I didn't have success initially. But at the time, it didn't make any sense to me. It was all blind spots. Oh, there's so many people which are having this fear of rejection. And it, it comes probably from their childhood when they've been rejected and uh, they, they totally lost confidence into their ability to, to receive a no. And we've been told no so many times, so I, don't, I really don't get that anymore that because you're going to get rejected. I mean, you, you've been rejected when you were going after probably your, your girlfriend or your your. your your husband, like the very first time that you were going after them, they probably did reject you, but you were so determined that this is what you're going to do, that you didn't let this face you. But it's really funny when we're doing something that we don't like, then the rejection, we just can't take it. So probably like this is, this is where you were at and you had to learn about, about yourself. And this is one thing about network marketing, which, uh, to me, regardless of what type of product it is, what I've been realizing is every single one of them has one thing in common is they teach you and they help you to become a better person. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree 100%. There's very, very few network marketing companies out there that are top 
really big companies in the profession, and it doesn't matter what industry, whether it's health and wellness, whether it's financial services, or um, there's, I mean, there's all different types of products and services out there. There's very few companies that I know of that are in that upper echelon as far as revenue and company size that don't have some type of personal development component, whether it's built into what they do as a company or whether it comes from the leaders and the trainers in the field. Um, but it's just such an integral part of, of the industry and of the business. And I think it's wonderful. I think, I gosh, I wish I'd had that in my corporate career. Because I think I could have been, probably would have been 10 times more successful if I'd had that element in my corporate career, you know, that I, that I started getting from network marketing and it, it's necessary, it's beneficial. And, you know, for people who are new entrepreneurs, especially lots of people get into network marketing because there's a low cost of entry. You don't have to have millions and millions of dollars in capital. You don't have to go take out business loans. You know, there's a usually, anywhere from 50 to $500 that you can actually start a business part-time and begin to develop a full-time income over time. It's not overnight, but it's over time. And so there are people getting involved with network marketing, thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day because it's something that they see that they can do, they can get started with. It's not going to cost them a lot. They're not going to have two, three, four, five years before they see some kind of an ROI. You know, a traditional business very often requires tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars of investment. And then you hope that you make your money back within the first three to five years. And so it offers something to start a business for a brand new entrepreneur. However, the flip side of that is because these people are just everyday people, they don't have the mindset or the skill set to be successful. But so it's absolutely essential to not only plug in and start to learn the skills from the people who are successful, you know, and don't go talk to your, your broke Uncle Bob and ask him for advice. There's a reason broke Uncle Bob is broke, <laughs> you know, and, and, and learn from the people who have come before you. And that's one of the beautiful things about network marketing is that the people who are at the top, they only have incentive to help. Whether they benefit or not directly, they, they educate and, and serve the entire company or field within a company. It's, it's the company that I'm with is really like a family. It doesn't matter whose team you're on. doesn't matter upline, downline, crossline. Everybody helps everybody. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, in my opinion. Now, you just said something which is probably the most important is the people which are at the top, they're there to serve. And that mm -hmm. is exactly the way you started this podcast. So I want you to tell me three things that a, a young entrepreneur that is looking into it right now, because that is the type of people which are listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend them to say or to, to evaluate or to ask as a question to see if that would be a right business to get involved with? I would ask them, I would ask the person who is sharing the business opportunity with them what they know and what the company and the leadership has to offer as far as training and personal development goes. 
and get all of the information because that's going to be so important. You know, somebody sponsoring, uh, somebody sharing the business opportunity for the first time, they might be brand new themselves. And so what you've got to do is you've got to ask that person about their leadership and about their leadership. And are they plugged in and are they learning? Are they plugged in and are they learning? You know, um, so that would be one of the very first things that I would say to look for. Is so first look thing for. is about the personal development Training and plan, leadership. plan that the company has. So basically that person can continuously learn and get better so they, they don't feel that they're alone. First of all, yes. Yes. what is the second thing you would recommend? The second thing that I would recommend is to do some research on the company and the leaders of the company and, you know, find out about them and their business background. And, you know, like I said, leadership filters down from the top. And so I think the leadership of the company is extremely important and what they're because, you know, because they're going to be part of the, the, the company culture. So they go be yes. part of that paradigm and the, the information and that uh, idea, which is vehicled through um, their uh, business owners and through their uh, members, right? Yes, absolutely. It's extremely important um, because it's not just about culture, but it's about the stability and the long-term, the long-term uh, sustainability of the company. You know, a lot of a lot of companies, including network marketing, but this is across industry. If they're if the company is three to five years old, there's still an opportunity that you know they might not make it. And so, looking at the long term stability, if you're going to grow a team, you want to know that your residual income is going to be around for a really long time. So yeah, you can live that laptop lifestyle. Okay, and what is mm -hmm. the last thing you would recommend? So first, the uh, the personal development plan for the company second the leadership what type of uh, ideas which is vehicled to the leaders and then the third part is the third part which is it's interesting because when I'm doing the presentation I usually tell people you're not going to understand the compensation plan the first time that you see it most people don't Compensation plans for network marketing companies can often if you've never seen one before be confusing Um, you know, it's a learn as you go business and you will learn it. Um, but I, I do encourage people to have a little bit of an understanding of what the compensation plan is and how they make money and, and what they need to do in order to be successful. So where's the product comes into, into that? Like, is that the very first thing, even before the, the, the training and, and the leadership and the comp plan? Would, would they, they have to like the product first? I don't think they have to, but I, 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 I take that back. I do think it's extremely important. I think if the product resonates, the product or service resonates, then those would be the three questions, the three questions that I would ask from there. Yeah. So like, basically you don't even ask the first, the first question about, about the leadership <laughs> and, and the training and all those things, if you don't like the product. So Make sure that you, you're liking the product that you would represent and then go into, okay, so what type of leadership that you have? What type of training that you, you are having? How is your personal development is, is set up like into the team? And then ultimately is looking into the comp plan. So how are you going to be compensate, compensated for uh, bringing new recruits and bringing new members and bringing new clients into the business? 
So mm-hmm. if you have a positive feedback and all those this, this is where that you can you can invest that fifty bucks or that five hundred bucks, whatever uh, plan that you are taking, and you can get involved into it. Is that yeah. correct? Is that is that what I got there? <laughs> I think you summed it up pretty good. You know, I I think a lot of people they just they get that feeling and they know like this feels right, you know, and they'll, and they'll jump in and, and that's fine. You can totally jump in and then ask those evaluating questions, especially if it's only $50. But, you know, one of the things I say, I say this to when I train and I say this to all my newly, you know, new team members. One of the first things that I tell people is make a commitment to be here a year from now. Now, I say three years, but make a commitment to be here a year from now. Give yourself enough time to be successful. Don't assume it doesn't work. You've got to learn some skills. You've got to learn some mindset. Everybody's got a different journey. Some people shoot right out of the gate. They're, they rock it up. They're super successful in the beginning. Sometimes they keep going. Sometimes they plateau and they've got to learn some more skills or mindset. Um, and some people, you know, they're, they're a little bit slower to start off. And then they start to really pick up speed and momentum. And so along with the recommendations that I, that I just gave, my last one would be, you know, when you make a decision, make a decision to be around and give it a chance. Wonderful. Kali, thank you so much for this. I hope that uh, for you, which are interested in network marketing, you're going you're gonna to utilize this and you're going to just take the opportunity and uh, start living that life, uh, that laptop lifestyle that you always wanted to have. And uh, you've got to jump. You know, if you get into this, there's no like, oh, maybe I'll see and all this. That it's not working, right? You've got to jump and you've got to, to, to put your all. That doesn't mean that you have to work at this for like full time, but you've got to put your all. When you're doing it, you're doing it right. I absolutely agree. Decide to go pro. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kali. You're welcome, Mark. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.